Welcome to episode 70 of Therese Talk. I'm your host, Therese Main. By day, I co-host a morning radio show on a network in New York and Pennsylvania. By night, I'm a podcaster. If you're a woman like me who loves Jesus and just wants to serve her family and community a little better, you're in the right place. Are you overwhelmed by your stuff? Have you ever dreamed of getting rid of it all and starting again? Well, today we'll hear from Marissa Ailing. She didn't quite go that far, but her family family did go minimalist extreme by moving out of their house and into an RV for a season. What she learned is in her new book, Living Slower. What was life like before you packed it all up? Our family was living, I guess, what the typical American dream is. We had a big, beautiful house and we had a business and um, I guess everything we thought that we had always wanted. And then it just really started to settle on our minds that like this wasn't necessarily what we were supposed to be doing. Like it was a good thing and we had a a good place in our community and stuff, but we just really felt like God was calling us uh, to do a different kind of ministry. So the hard thing was that in order to do that, we knew that we needed to get out of debt. And um, we just needed to be able to be freer with our lives and not so tied down. And so um, we ended up deciding that we were going to move into an RV. Um, We had done that before, but just with one kid. So it was a little different deciding to do that with three. But that was what we felt like we needed to do because we knew that we could um, move into an RV, uh, pay off all of our debts, and uh, just kind of go wherever God wanted us to go and just be really free in that aspect. So that was why we ended up doing that. So many people feel like, oh, once I get a house, once I get a nice car, once I get all this stuff, then I'm going to experience fullness. But you kind of found that freeness and that fullness with less of all of that stuff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, It wasn't that having all the things, you know, didn't have its enjoyable aspects, but there was so much stress involved and so much busyness involved. Um, And we didn't even realize how much that was until we got into the RV and had moved on past that. And we're like, whoa, we are so free. There's so many things, like we could literally do anything. And we have that opportunity because of the choices that we've made. Really, we all are making choices. So how do we come to that conclusion that, yes, simple living is is what I need to do? How did you hear that call from God? By listening really closely. <laughs> I think that a lot of us hear different things from God, but we don't necessarily want to do it because it's uncomfortable or it's out of the norm, or we might think someone will look at us funny if we do it. Um, So it was definitely, it wasn't a quick decision that we made. It was over lots of prayer and um, lots of just seeing things happen in our lives and um, thinking, you know, we we don't want that outcome. We need to be moving towards this direction and then just praying that God would answer that calling that we felt. I think a lot of people would say, wow, three kids living kind of this minimalist lifestyle in an RV. Kids need stuff. But I'm Mm -hmm. guessing you're going to tell me the kids don't need stuff. Kids enjoy some stuff. (laughs) It's not that they don't like stuff or like having things. But what we found is that the stuff is it's so overwhelming for kids because when they have so many things, they really don't know what to do with it. 
um, they it just makes a really huge mess in their room and then they don't want to clean it up. We found that the less stuff they get, they are more creative. They are outside more. They just have so much more going on in their minds instead of being overwhelmed by the things that they have and taking care of the things that they have. And sometimes like this can be hard to explain to our kids because they go into the store or they see ads on TV and they see all these things that are shiny and look fun and make noise and all of this. But we just try to explain to our kids that, okay, well, we can get this thing, but that means that you're going to have to take care of it. You know, you'll have to replace it if it breaks. And if you want another one, you're going to have to make sure that it's picked up. And by the time we go through all those things, it doesn't look so fun anymore. (laughs) Yeah, our kids have just found that it appeals more to them to be outside and be creative and um, just be creative with the fewer items that they actually have. It's funny because, you know, you said kids like some things, they really don't need all of these things. I would guess that those same concepts apply to adults, that when we don't have so many things, we actually can begin to use our brains more fully. Oh, for sure. It like it doesn't just cause clutter in our homes. It's like a mental clutter because it's the same thing, like I just said, with the kids, like anything that we bring into our homes, we have to manage it. We have to clean it up. We have to maintain it. Like it's not just bringing an item into our homes. It's bringing this whole slew of things to do into our homes. So that's why like we try to put a lot of thought into the things that we bring in our home because I don't want to have to manage any more than I really need to. This idea of living slower, you know, we're coming out of the past couple of years where I think a lot of people feel like they've lived pretty slow. But this is actually a perfect time to be intentionally thinking about not cluttering up your life or your schedule. Yeah, exactly. I think a lot of people during this time have had a chance to see what that might look like and what it might look like for their families. Maybe they're not doing so many activities or maybe they're spending more time, you know, being able to help others in their communities and stuff. I think that maybe we've been able to see that more over the last couple of years. And now that we're hopefully coming out of this, I think people are starting to think, well, that was, there was so many benefits to that. And that was a good thing. Like, do I really want to go back to the life that I was living before this? How can we figure out, well, what was better, that or or this? What are some ways that we can look back on the past with a realistic view and not kind of this rose colored, oh, everything was so great before the pandemic view? Right. I think that that just comes with like a lot of prayer. We have to look back at things and think, okay, well, was this really that wonderful before? Was it something that I was supposed to be doing? And then just go to God in prayer and ask him, you know, is this the direction that you want me to go in my life? And um, that that's the best way that we can try to figure out where we need to go and what we need to do. Because it's not that everything we were doing before was a bad thing, but maybe there was just too much of it or something. And so We feel that the best way to do that is just to go to God in prayer. So good news, we don't have to move all of our things into an RV to get this concept. You have (laughs) this idea of the room-by-room decluttering cycle. Can you explain how that works? I found that decluttering, when you start thinking about it in general, it just becomes really overwhelming trying to think of decluttering your entire house and really your entire life's worth of accumulation. 
So we like to do it just room by room and take one small section at a time. And it just helps in your mind to break it down into smaller tasks so it doesn't get that overwhelming feeling. Um, so that in the end, we found that if we follow the, the room by room decluttering versus going through the entire house at the same time, it helps you actually clean out more unnecessary items because you're just focusing on that one small space at a time and you can give all your attention to that versus, oh, I need to clean out something in my kitchen and I need to clean out something in my living room and this and this all at the same time. You can just focus on one space until you're completely done with that space and then move on to the next room. I think one of the reasons people are reluctant to get rid of their stuff, even if it's stuff that's really not helping them, is because they see value in it, because they know they paid money for it. So how can we rationalize that, okay, there is value in this, but it's actually more valuable for someone else, like if you donate it or sell it or do something (laughs) else with it? Yeah, that is probably the hardest thing when it comes to decluttering, because sometimes you just pick up that item and you think, oh, I spent so much money on this, or somebody gave this to me as a gift and I can't possibly get rid of it. But the thing is, is that it's in your house and you have to manage it. So you have to make the decision of whether or not you actually want to do that and whether or not it's worth it for you. We found like with sentimental items, we have to really go through and decide, is this something that I want to keep and pass on to my children? Is it something I can give to another family member and they would appreciate it more, but it would still stay in the family? And then for the items that you've probably paid too much money for and just find a hard time getting rid of, just that same process, like, do I want to manage this? And then another thing that has helped us is to really think about someone else that could use that more than we do. Um, So for example, I had a really hard time cleaning out all the baby clothes when my kids were getting bigger. I just didn't really want to do it because you just never know. And um, so I wasn't sure that I wanted to do it. And I went into the closet and I saw all of the boxes and totes that I'd kept of the baby clothes. And I, I just sat there thinking, okay, somebody else could be using this right now. I'm not using it right now. It's sitting in my closet. I don't know if I'm ever going to use it again. Um, Sure, there was some sentimental things in there and stuff, but it meant more to me to give it to someone else that I knew could use it right now versus it just sitting in my closet collecting dust. One of the things that helps me is to look at everything that we have. I mean, everything that's everywhere is kind of on loan from God, you know, for this lifetime. And, And if you're not using it, if it's not blessing you or being useful for it, you can use that item to pass on God's blessing to somebody else, you know, but we don't want to get into the position where we're burdening somebody else with the stuff. What are some healthy ways that we can pass things on family heirlooms without the guilt attached or gifts without the clutter attached? I mean, how can we just be more mindful about moving stuff around? Yeah, yeah, that's definitely a concern because if it is a burden to you, you don't want it to be a burden to someone else. So we just, we always ask, you know, beforehand and not just assume that someone is going to want something when it comes to family heirlooms, like does someone else really want in the family really want to deal with this? And if nobody else does, then maybe it's time for everybody just to let it go, you know, donate it to a thrift store. And then for items um, that aren't sentimental, but we just want to get rid of. Yeah, we always ask ahead of time and 
see who can use it first. Um, there's some really good online groups that are kind of like a pay it forward type of group. Those are really good places to post stuff that you might want to get rid of, but you don't really know someone else that wants it. There's always someone else that can use these things. We don't necessarily think of it immediately, but there's always outlets to find someone that can use these things we want to pass on. But the best practice is just to ask someone first and definitely don't burden them with things that were burdening you. I think even through the course of the year, as we're talking about our busyness, things kind of ebb and flow, you know, and and maybe winter is the season that God kind of designed for us to slow down a little bit and spend a little bit more time at home. In the same way, we kind of have seasons with decluttering the stuff in our lives. I kind of think about spring when things start to get busy and people sort of get this bug to tidy up a little bit. How can we be more mindful of the seasons, of how God created us to do different things at different times of the year or at different times in our life. That's something that we don't always think about or we think that maybe is kind of an old-fashioned thing to kind of um, work around the seasons. But for our family especially, we know that with each season, it brings something else that we're going to be working on or it brings a time of rest something like that. We live in a climate that has four seasons, so it's easier for us to differentiate between those. We use that time to do different projects, especially like in the winter, we'll work on inside projects and things, but we don't want to focus on those in the summer and, you know, make it too much busyness in the summer because we can do those in a different seasons. And then just the change in the seasons gives us a chance to see God's beauty all around us. It seems like It's easier to remember this when things change versus when they stay the same. So, for example, each winter, we're always reminded of God's creation when we see the first snowflakes fall. And so these like natural reminders in the seasons change can also help us remember like internally and in our homes that we can have different seasons for different things for decluttering and for working on outside projects and inside projects and different kinds of activities. Are there specific parts of scripture that have kind of led you through this journey where you went, yes, God is telling me that a more simple life is is where I'm going to see him more clearly? Oh, there's definitely been so many different times where I've, I've been reading something and I can't think of a verse specifically because it's just been so many things over the last couple of years. But I'll be sitting down to read and there'll be a verse in there that's like, oh, this is exactly what I'm going through right now. And this is exactly what I needed to hear from God today. Like, this is this is what I need. This is confirmation that we are going along the right path. But that's only happened because I've given myself that time to be able to really get into the word every day and to be able to read those things. So otherwise, if we were so busy and I you know, canceled that time out of my day, I wouldn't be able to get those reminders and that encouragement from God that we really need that this is where we're supposed to be and what we're supposed to be doing. How did you know it was time to move out of the RV? And what steps did you take as you transitioned into a house again to make sure that you didn't end up in that same busy cluttered space as before? Uh, One of the things that we've done when we're moving is that, especially this last time when we moved, is I packed everything into boxes because 
we had the RV and then we also had a, just a small storage trailer um, that came along with us after we moved out of our house because there was some things that we couldn't quite clean out <laughs> and fit into the camper. So um, we had all these boxes and stuff in the RV. And when we moved into our house, I kept all of that outside. I didn't just bring all of the boxes in and start unpacking them and trying to find a space for them. I only brought in the stuff that we needed, like absolutely needed at that time. And then now we've been in our house for about 18 months. Now I'm going through those boxes that are still left out in the trailer and going through and seeing, okay, well, I haven't used this stuff since I packed it up. So I probably don't need it. And it makes it really easy to get rid of a lot of things because you don't have it in your home and aren't thinking about it. So that was kind of the easiest way um, that we decluttered moving into the house and made sure that we didn't add a whole bunch of stuff once we got into a, a regular house again. So I'm going to need a lot of boxes. I'm going to pack up everything. <laughs> Marissa's book is called Living Slower. You can connect to it and her on our show notes. If you've enjoyed this episode of Therese Talk, be sure to subscribe and look for the next episode on Tuesday morning. If you really loved it, consider making a gift to Family Life, the ministry this podcast is a part of. Just go to familylife.org and find out more about what we do. Did you know Family Life offers a variety of podcasts? Get up to date with Family Life News or enjoy some family time with Family Life Kids. There's the Parable Podcast, bringing hope and encouragement through the teaching of Jesus and more. They're all free and on demand at familylife.org slash podcast. <laughs>